We are the end of a millennium. We are a decade of decadence. We are the 90s. Welcome back to another episode of We the 90s. In this lovely podcast that we do, we give you a nice report about all things 90s. And today, I'm going to start with my shout out to Miss Amanda Era, who once again guessed our theme, which we'll talk more about later. Again? Yes, I know. She's Oops, amazing. She I told her that she is a real, true 90s kid. So we're going to have to talk about what she gets next. Amanda Era. Father Amanda. Father Amanda. She <laughs> oh, yeah, that's us. right. Um, she got it from her mama, like Juvenile said. Oh. Her, her mom. <laughs> when he said she got it from her mom, I was like, oh, I don't think that's what they meant. <laughs> so, my topic is X-Files. to give you a little bit of other stuff too because you know there was a lot going on around this time to make this possible i'm sure but yes the main topic was the x-files and she did guess on my three clues which were what did i start with first was a zoomed in picture of the x the broken part to be exact which i just stole from thomas's idea from last week of a zoomed in picture (laughs) that's it then (laughs) there's a pattern my second clue was a nice blue suit because you know they're Blue suits are the ones that they wear the most. Well, suits mostly, but still blue. And then third was the actual picture of the spaceship from the poster, which to get off topic once more this early, I went to Tate's yesterday to look for the poster because they used to have it and I was going to hang it up for us and they don't have it anymore. So I couldn't get the poster. But the poster's the, famous. I want to believe? Yeah. I want to believe. Is that poster famous? I've never seen that poster before. It is famous. Just trust me. Since I want to believe, but it's like the best photograph of a UFO anybody's ever seen. Yeah. It's supposed to be ambiguous or opposable. (laughs) (laughs) Right in if you know what opposable means. (laughs) Or if thumbs are supposed to be imposable, disposable. Or opposable. Or opposable. All right, continue. All right, so little background first. We're going to go to April 25th, 1990. On this day, they launched the Hubble Telescope. And even though the space race, as most people know it, was kind of far from over, there was still a lot going on. Uh, Russians were putting a bunch of stuff into space as well, into orbit. Um, And it was still very alive. And this sci-fi idea really came up stronger in the 90s. It didn't start in the 90s, of course, but it continued to gain strength and more following so on and this is serious numerology guys me and david were arguing about what is it what are those things called your signs horoscopes and stuff and like how yeah like zodiacs like how numerology really plays into some of these things and he said no well here let me tell you something about this the Sci-Fi Channel launched on September 24th, 1992. It 
Oh. See, that's where you messed up. What are you talking about? That's, that's, that's the right song. No. Thomas doesn't know why that date is special. Oh, is that special? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate you. I know. So that was my fifth birthday. And then I have another one for you, but just remember, September 24th, 92, the Sci-Fi Channel launched. One of the things that was first aired on the Sci-Fi Channel, especially throughout the first year, maybe two years, was a fake news bulletin that would come up. It was called FTL Newsfeed. This is the very, very, very first thing that came up after a countdown. They had a countdown on the channel. When the newsfeed came up, the guy on it, who's like a sci-fi floating head hologram thing, gives you this news bulletin and says, this is the year 2142, and Skywalker Theme Park just announced the finding of a copy of the original Star Wars, and they've revived it for us. And then he goes on to say a few other things, and then the very first thing that they air on the sci-fi channel is the original Star Wars. There was a show called Sightings that was also aired um, on the Sci-Fi Channel, but it didn't originate there. But it had such a what do you call it science fiction following that they brought it over to Sci-Fi Channel and really got those followers to take on this new channel. For most of the '90s, they showed a lot of anime films. They had been mostly cut down to basic cable standards, but a lot of it was anime, either from different countries or different crazy places. They even had a day called Saturday Anime, which was one of their most popular themes, I guess, on the show. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't really watch any anime, so I don't remember. Other than Sailor Moon. She wore the one named <laughs> Sailor Moon. She is the one. Sailor Moon, 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 Moon. David loves Sailor Moon, too. Well, on to the X-Files. For those of you who don't know, The X-Files is an American science fiction drama and television series created by Chris Carter. The original series aired from September 10th, 1993, making this definitely one of its biggest shows on the Sci-Fi Channel, um, especially this early on. Later on, it probably becomes Star Trek, but that didn't air until the late 90s. And then the original series ended on May 19th, 2002, and it was uh, later showed on Fox. The program spanned nine seasons with 202 episodes. There was a short 10th season consisting of six episodes that premiered uh, on January 24th, 2016, and concluded February 22nd, 2016. January 24th. It's 24 again. What does it mean? I want to believe. (laughs) Um, Following a very successful rating, or whatever you want to call it, they revived it one more time on Fox and announced a second part of this new season, which aired in April 2017 and was another 10 episodes on 2018. Sorry. And then it officially ended after that. Uh, Along with this, there were also two films in 1998, the film X-Files, and the second part in 2008 was X-Files, I Want to Believe. I don't know where this is in my notes, but one other thing branching off of that was a spinoff show called The Lone Gunman. That went on for two or three seasons. That had to do with X-Files? Yeah. 
The um, Lone Gunman? I'll tell you why. Okay. The Lone Gunman is the threesome group in the... Not that way. Um, I knew it was threesome, coming. Threesome group. Um, <laughs> the Lone Gunman was a trio on... <laughs> nice. The, <laughs> God damn it. Good recovery. <laughs> okay. The Lone Gunman was a trio on the X-Files who helped out Fox Mulder on special cases. They were a group of hackers and, like, super <laughs> underground, kind of, and they, uh, like, were off the books. They didn't, they they didn't work for the government. So they're the in show. random episodes yeah. every season, and they just help him out with certain cases where he doesn't want to ask anyone in the government. And they are hackers, so they can get into a bunch of stuff. Oh, and man. they're really funny, and it's like, they're a good group and a good side cast, I guess you could say, so they did get a little spinoff. It didn't last as long because it was more of a comedy show than a science fiction show, and people were like, eh. This isn't my X-Files. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that may have worked today. Yeah. I want to see an episode now with right. 90s hackers. Right, oh, to see well, exactly that's why I was like. asking if you want me to tell you them, because I love them. They're actually probably my favorite side cast in this show. There's a bunch of others. And actually, David was amazed because the episode we watched last night had some oh, great guest stars. Chris, we saw some random episode. And in this random episode was uh, Giovanni Rigsby. Rigsby and Jack Black. One huh. single random mm-hmm. episode of X-Fox. Like, what the hell? Yeah, 90s. Yeah, they had so many show guest stars, which was similar to like Friends or any other big show back Phoebe's then. Brother. They had every guest star Phoebe's ever. Brother. So let's go into some fun stuff. The X-Files creator, Chris Carter, came up with the idea for the show after reading a report by Harvard professor John E. Mack that said 3.7 million Americans have claimed to be abducted by aliens. John E. Mack or Johnny Mack? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. That's a fake name. (laughs) It probably is. No. (laughs) It's John E. Like Edward. His name is Mac. John McDonald. So he goes by Johnny Mac. Jonathan Edward McDonald. There it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, 3.7 million, million Americans, Americans have been abducted. Claimed to be abducted by aliens. Um, and when, when are these numbers from? Does it have it down there? I mean, I was guess it the, the 70s? 80s. Or, sir, maybe. I don't know. I didn't write down the date. So it was the 70s. <laughs> you can only take part of that yeah. as factual. <laughs> Because those uh, fucking golden Grammy bastards were all stoned. X-Files, though. So we'll, we'll talk about that. It's a golden Grammy. Oh, I want golden Grammy. Stop it. Um, Nobody does. I was thinking to say. So anyway, this this paper like really got him thinking, like, holy shit, this is a thing. People are going to watch this sci-fi stuff, and it's really big right now. Let's do something based on that. Something that most people don't know is he really made this show to be focused around Scully, played by, what's your name, Jillian Anderson. A lot of people that do know the show probably would think it's more about Fox Mulder because it's his story for the most part, but the show was not meant to be focused around him. It was meant to be focused around her because he wanted it to play into the science side of science fiction. He actually brought in a lot of, whatever you want to call them, actual university scientists to do all the research for certain episodes to make sure it followed legit standards and like what they were saying was true. And her role on the show is she's a medical doctor, so she has a science degree working for the FBI, and they assign her to Fox Mulder 
because they want to debunk his alien theories. So she gets put in that position basically to always write off what he says. And she ends up later, I don't know if I would say completely believing, I would say yes, actually, by the end of all of them. She's still, even later with her believing or not, she still writes it in a very scientific way. And it's very, I wouldn't say against what he says, but they come to this conclusion, like, if we do write it this way, we will survive another day to continue the X-Files. So she keeps writing it off. So the first episode, which is the only episode I've ever watched, (laughs) and I mean, if I can even remember it, because I watched it, you know... That, where did you get scared? Twelve hours ago, watching any of these episodes, like, it wasn't scary. <laughs> but, but it wasn't scary. But, but at one point, I was like, I "Maybe you. there should be another light on in this house." <laughs> I told you, I'm watching it with her. My oh drive scene, like a bunch. Yeah, uh, probably not every single one. Like her. So, like last night, we put it on and we're watching an episode. And I'm just like, right here. This is where Thomas would shit his pants. Absolutely, it's it was right not. in the beginning. <laughs> right in the beginning, as the intros play. Oh my god. <laughs> So one of the things that got me in the first episode mm-hmm. was where she's she's supposed to be this person who's like all about science, mm-hmm. and he's this person who believes in extraterrestrials or, mm-hmm. or other life. Isn't that the same shit? It's not like he's a believer in religion, or she's it, well, a believer so in religion. The way he's a I in this. I look at it is in the topic of specific extraterrestrials, he believes she doesn't. Or she it's not that she doesn't believe, it's just I need to I need more proof as to where he already has in his head at least enough oh. proof that they exist. Okay. So and, that's and what it is. The first thing that she says to him is like, I believe that everything can be answered by science. And exactly. it's like bitch science is is space. Well, it's it's almost like religion where they go to something and instantly he's like aliens, and she's like, "Well, hold on a minute. Right. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it was you know this over here that that caused this and whatever." So it's like, I so was he's just quick to jump first. the gun. Oh yeah, he's always like aliens. Aliens, that's Calm it. Down. He's just like Joe. No, he's not. <laughs> half so, Mulder, half woman. Me, Mulder. He's not a kook, though. I will tell you that much. As the mm-hmm. series plays out, he's he's a badass. He's a badass. So badass, oh, and he was considered to be Batman. Stop it! Was he? Once. David Duchovne? Yeah. What, what would you call that? What? The Bat... Duchovne Man. Pet no. Cove? <laughs> the Bat Cove? <laughs> Hanging know. in the Bat Cave? We'll talk more about specific episodes and how I really feel about this show later, because it's so much more than just aliens, and even to him it's more than aliens, but let me, let me go back to some other stuff first. Staying on the subject of Gillian Anderson, she was one of these... Uh, big women lead characters for the time and she is one of the reasons that uh women got a little more rights and things in this world of hollywood because she fought for equal pay from the beginning because he was said to make so much more than her and she wasn't having it there was a point especially in these first early seasons where she would have to walk into rooms it for the show behind him because that was still very much a thing like women can't walk side by side and equal because it looks bad on television and this and that and you should always be a step behind him and she was like well that's bullshit like we're partners and this is supposed to be the fbi and this is supposed to be this where i am his equal and trying to do whatever so we should walk side by side 
In the script or in onto the set? I would say both, but more in the script. And she didn't like that because she thought it was downplaying women. Because uh, Chris Carter also was very about this character and he like this was his lead. He fought for her and ended up getting her close to equal pay and they did walk side by side. However, in a lot of the scenes, she's a good foot shorter than him or more, so she had to stand on a box. <laughs> Standing on a box. 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 So Um where did you write down like where did these people come from? Which people? Like David Duchovny, where did he come from before that? Um, that he like was like a, yeah, where, where, where would you know him? Before? Right, and then I same thing with Anderson, and the same thing with Carter. I wouldn't. did not. So you wouldn't I, know? I didn't know any of them from anything. No. I'll hmm. look it up. Because they were, they looked, you know, older. Because even like, uh, I don't was know if you're, older. I don't know if you're going to go into this, but like, like one of the characters in the show that was meant to just be kind of like a special appearance guy, whatever, who ultimately became like the these. lead antagonist of everything. I, I'm not naming a person. Okay, fine. Wasn't like a a big time actor. Was <laughs> like a acting coach that they were worried is like, oh crap, we're gonna make this guy like the big bad of the series, and like this guy has no star power. We don't know if he can actually do it, and I mean, he did. But like that's <laughs> the type of stuff that they did. Like they went out and got people that you wouldn't recognize a whole lot. So. Um, right, and we were talking before we started this that David Duchovny <laughs> is a face. He's he's just a square jawed, jawed. You don't like nice white hair. He's a terrible at least in the first episode, the pilot. <laughs> that dude is terrible. I would say she pisses me off more than he does at times. Yeah, but that's because you don't her, like her, her character. character. No, exactly. yeah. I meant her acting like she's very emotionless. So is he. Yeah. Yeah, they're both not. They play it well. It's FBI. It's the FBI. Okay, yeah, but hey, well, when you're not on the case. Right, and you're just like talking to your mom, or like the episode we saw yesterday. She was talking to like her sister, her mom. Again, like just fucking bland, emotionless. That's like, a hmm. personality type. Some people can be like that. Your father doesn't cry. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> Damn. Um. By the way, David Duchovny at the time, uh, right before this, was on a show called Twin Peaks, where he played oh, yeah. a DEA agent. Did he wear the uniform that they wear in Twin Peaks. I've never seen Twin Peaks, but I hear people love Twin Peaks. Um, right? Wasn't that a movie, too? I think, I think it's so. a new movie now, but it was a TV show from the 90s. And right, it was like one of those revival. Yeah, so he was on that. Um, I don't think he was a super big character, but he hmm. had a few roles. He was in a bunch of weird movies, one of them being Beethoven. <laughs> who was he in Beethoven? Uh, Brad. Brad. Like the, the, the dog movie? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what the, else would it be? The biopic. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I'm sure there's been plenty of oh, I don't <laughs> Beethoven. Know. I'll check. <laughs> you know, Beethoven also was a composer. Really? Um, oh my god! I didn't he was, know animal he was a very talented dog. He was bringing also up fucking a... dads and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any more. So we got Free Willy's dad. Yeah. We got Beethoven. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, the rest of the stuff you want to know. He's in a few different TV shows and shit. I didn't check her yet, so I'll go do that later. Or someone else can look it up while I talk about my other stuff. Thanks. So, what? <laughs> what they were in? Yeah. What's her name? Jillian with a G, Anderson. Another thing about her, while he's looking that up, is she admitted to basing her character kind of in resemblance and like how she portrayed herself from Clarice Starling huh. from Silence of the Lambs. Hello, Clarice. Um, Hello, Clarice. 
And it wasn't just about like being a redhead and stuff. Dude, She's... I can so see that now. I'm so sorry. I like, fuck. I told you. She what? looks just like her. Her hair doing everything. No. What is going on here? Jodie Foster later makes a cameo appearance, kind of, in season four. And she's the voice of a homicidal tattoo. Very oh interesting episode. <laughs> but what, again, like I said, there's a lot of these episodes that you'd be like, what the fuck? And it's great. So she is a homicidal tattoo, yes. Later on, uh, they offer the role of Clarice Starling from the second one, the sequel Hannibal, to Gillian Anderson. But in her contract for the X-Files, it says she cannot play another FBI agent in any movies or films. So she wow. has to turn it down. That's fucking insane yep. how that's, stupid that's Hollywood is. That's the one that uh, Julianne Moore did. She was I think the so, yeah. Starling. Yep. That's fucking insane. Wow. How so, stupid and it is stupid. She would have been fucking great. Warner Brothers white people in the it's office. So she would have been great. I think so. We'll never know. It would have been better if uh, just Jodie Foster came back and oh, did it. Why, why wouldn't she be able to play another FBI or another <laughs> government? Said, because then you, you would be assuming like, oh, well, that's... That's her. Like you're you're seeing that character over there. Like, yeah, it'd be confusing for the audience. I mean, uh, they assume we're dumb for one. Well, yeah. there probably were a lot of dumb people <laughs> back then. So yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll stop with Jillian Anderson for a little bit. That intro music that Thomas keeps trying to recreate and it doesn't work well. Hold on. You never I lost do it. it. <laughs> now I'm thinking uh, Law and Order. Dum 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 dum. No. Yeah, that's Law and Order. Doom, 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 doom. Uh, hold on, See I what I mean? <laughs> that wasn't it. That was just, nope. that was just bad that was timing. Awful. Well, this music was actually created by accident. The composer, Mark Snow, the guy that they asked to do the music, he had been playing with different sounds and trying different things and wasn't happy with anything and he had turned on the echo function on the keyboard and accidentally while doing something else had like set his arm on it and it created that like carry-on effect and that echo effect (laughs) do i know the right song (laughs) or am i actually wrong i didn't oh so it should have just been like do 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 rather than So he laid his elbow or whatever on the keypad and it gave it that longer echo and that's what they went with. Um, So it got created by accident. What a beautiful, beautiful (laughs) story. Some other interesting stuff. Their FBI badges actually read Federal Bureau of Justice and Department of Investigation because it's illegal to recreate an FBI badge. So it can't say what it's actually supposed to say. So if you look really closely in the credits or whenever they flash it, that's what it says. The opening scene, you can see it. Did you know? David does because he started reading all my notes. Or not my notes, but random notes. um, That in real life, uh, Mulder and Scully's beliefs and roles are reversed. Uh, Jillian believes in all the paranormal Mm. and different things, and he does not at all. That's probably... I feel like that would be better. For those actors, because then you can create like this parody of Mm -hmm. a parody, but over exaggeration of like the (laughs) other person. Yeah. And it probably worked out even better for them because they did not like each other during this show. And while (gasps) it was filming, like they didn't get along and he actually pushed for 
Michelle I want to say Jennifer Beale, but I don't think it's that Jennifer Beale. It's something. There's no Jennifer Beale. No, not. I, What's her name? What's her name? You mean Jessica Beale? Jessica, Jessica Beale. That's what I meant. And I don't think. I think the girl's name is like Jennifer Beale. It's not Jessica Beale. So some other girl, I don't know who she is, but he kept pushing for this one girl that he worked with on another show to take this role. And they were like, no, we want it to go to this chick. Did so, they end up dating in real life, though? No. No. They say that they're friends now. Like, after this new series went on and all that, they're like, no, we're good now. But they did not like each other. I read other. something that um, they both won, like, awards oh, for lead is. actor and actress uh-huh. for the series, whatever. And the whole night at the awards show, they were holding hands. Oh. And they thanked each other. In their award speeches, or he thanked her, and you could see her cursing like backstage because she forgot to thank him. <laughs> Good, that's about right. Fuck um, yeah. That girl's name was Jennifer Beals, by the way. So I don't like I said. I think she was in that other show he was in, and he kept pushing for her. Something that you might like, Thomas, is the Breaking Bad creator Love Vince, it. whatever his name is, Gilligan. Yep, Gilligan. Um, yeah, that he know. worked for the X Files for several years. A lot of people um, work for the actual. Yeah. He got asked to write one little thing, and they liked it so much that they hired him full-time. He also helped with the spinoff, The Lone Gunman. So he wrote for like most of their stuff for a long time. Vince Chilligans. Can I, can I say who else wrote for The X-Files, or are you saving that one for later? I think it's on here somewhere, but I don't know where at the moment. So. Uh, Mr. Scary Motherfucker, James Wong. Yeah. Damn. He wrote a lot of their episodes, too. Oh, I found it. Hang on. No. Oh. Okay. One, oh, no, I can't talk about that yet. But yeah, oh. he did. Okay. <laughs> um, Flow. So you know how Thomas, oh, you might not know how Thomas and David feel about it. But if you go listen to our other podcast, you'll know how they feel about him. James Wong? James Wong? Yeah. yeah. You guys talk about him a lot? No, that was, that was the. Oh, before the reboot. That was before the reboot. We <laughs> yeah. don't talk about James Wan and fucking Swamp Thing anymore. Oh. Bro, what a All right, waste whatever. of time. <laughs> Swamp Thing, not James Wan. He's, <laughs> he's he's a great person, I'm sure, and a talented film creator. Uh, yeah, yeah. David started to talk about this earlier, but the smoking man was what they call him on the show. I've heard of this. Yes, and this is what most people do remember, other than Mulder and Scully, is he was cast to very slightly appear in the background of one episode. Because he was so mysterious, I guess, in that one episode, people got interested. And so then they brought him back for a few more, but they still had no plans on keeping him on. And then I think it was probably closer to after the movie because they didn't want to continue this series past, what was it, season four or five? Season five. Like right before the first movie. What the director wanted to do was stop and make like three or four movies kind of tying everything up but he didn't want it to be a tv show but they had such good ratings that it went on for another five years or something so he wanted to do four seasons and then movies movies yes so i don't i don't know exactly um i I know it screwed them in the end because this guy found it extremely difficult to write two seasons of tv and a movie all at the same time well yeah so i don't know but i guess i would love to be in a position to you know do something for five years that's so incredibly successful that I am just tired of and yeah. I want to move on to something else. That'd be fucking great. G-O-T, and everyone bro. wants you back. G-O-T. Nah. The Thrones. <sighs> they were tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You guys who watch them Game of Thrones. How about, how about no. that ending? Great ending. Great. It was a decent ending. <laughs> it was a great show. Decent ending. Like Everybody can show. suck it if you disagree with that. Except for if you listen to this show consistently. 
Because then I agree with your opinion. Please, please keep <laughs> listening to us. Oh, boy. So anyway, the smoking man ends up being, uh, what did you call him? The biggest antagonist in the show. He's the series uh, bad guy, yeah. basically. Um, so he say, ends Hugh. up... Series you. You guys don't watch wrestling. I know what so. it means. In every season, and he even comes back for the revival, and he's in the movies, and he's like a huge part. A little side fact with the smoking man. Um, he, I don't know if you'd call it recovering, but he was a smoker in real life for a while. And mm-hmm. before he got cast for this, he had been clean of smoking cigarettes for like five years, 10 years. And when they gave him this role, they asked him to smoke cigarettes. That was his whole thing. He did it for like a few episodes and then was like, guys, this is opening like a really bad side of me that I don't want to bring back. So eventually they had to get him fake cigarettes, which were, I don't know what they were. They weren't hemp, but it was something else, something that's not tobacco and not as harsh because they wanted him to actually make it look real. So he had to inhale and yeah, he's like, I don't want to get back on that habit. So they gave him something else to smoke. That's crazy how Hollywood is. I mean, it makes sense just with technology at the time. Like if that's yeah. who you want your character to be, but yeah, you can't you can't play another FBI agent in any project ever, yeah. and you have to smoke this fucking cancer yeah. stick right here, <laughs> even though it's it's literally a thing that you've. This actually came up because I asked her. Like I'm like, okay, this is a few episodes in now, and it's like every time we see this guy, he's fucking smoking. So I'm like, can you look up this guy, see if he's died of cancer? Like all those fucking cigarettes? <laughs> I knew that then... before you asked me, oh, but yes. Of course. If he actually had to smoke, then when people fuck on screen, you think they're fucking? <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. You think they're actually doing I'm like, listen guys, I'm not that good of an actor. We gotta do this for real <laughs> in order for me to give you genuine emotion. Mm-hmm. It's for the film. Even then, it's, it's for bad. cinema. <laughs> For cinema. It's for Scorsese. <laughs> Jay, you remember Scorsese, that dick? No. <laughs> Good. He makes he makes cinema, unlike Marvel. <laughs> right. Who, who isn't cinema. Douchebag. You know what? This is neither here nor there. But what was there and is now here still are the lizard people. Joe, tell us about them. Um, I don't have much on lizard people. Um, was, I mean, they were there. Obama's not in office anymore. Was he one of the lizard people? Yeah, that's what of they course. said. I thought he was Illuminati. No. Like I thought he was with Jay-Z. <laughs> no. Reptilian. I thought Jay-Z was Illuminati. <laughs> Only half of them oh, was with Jay-Z. Uh, it's The Rock. Uh, one of the things I do want to talk about is that I like this show because it wasn't just aliens. It's all government. And the yeah. whole big thing is like, the the reason it's I want to believe is because he really, truly would rather believe that aliens abducted my sister Instead of the government is fucking stealing children and running experiments on the American public, and that's so much more fucked up. And so the whole thing is really goes into things like microchipping, like that one, mm-hmm. um, which is very relevant today. They we're still freaking out about microchips and what they're going to do next. I mean, everything is digital already on these credit cards or on your cell phone. It's only a matter of time before they put those little things in you, and you can pay for things by scanning your hand. Oh, so it no. No, old boy is real shit. Yeah, I lose my wallet like every other well, day. Well, that's what exactly is in that. you. You can't lose it. No, um, this is uh, the other thing that we talked about that you want to be a robot. And I'm like, that's not. Living. You want to be a robot? Yeah, I want to live forever. And if that means becoming a cyborg, then yeah. It's not living. I don't care. It's consciousness. Oh, I'll um, take that. 
Anyways, um, other things that they deal with are like mass plagues, I guess. Um, also very relevant today with wonderful COVID-19 going around. But they, in one episode, one that we watched yesterday, they were talking about how they use the smallpox epidemic. Vaccination. They use the smallpox epidemic to purposely change or add something into their vaccine where they were taking samples of everyone and they, Mulder and Scully, later find this mass database in a mountain somewhere that has files on every American that got the smallpox vaccine since like the 50s or something. So they're using these things that they're taking from you to run these mass experiments on DNA and learn other things. Um, They talk about the Nazis and how we brought over the highest paid Nazi scientists to come do our research. And that's how we believe to have gotten all this alien technology anyways, because they said the the Nazis were the first ones, yeah, to put anything in space. They were the ones that were creating, uh, what do you call it, like hover, hovering machines. There's a word for it. Hovercrafts? Yeah, but not really. Hoverboards? Okay, no. Anyways, and they're also the ones that did uh, design the bell, which you guys might not know about either. Um, the Liberty the, Bell? Nope, the, not like that the... one. It was like a spaceship, but it was like a bell. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was actually supposed oh, to time like travel. The, uh, time or, travel. Not time travel. That's a different conspiracy. It wasn't supposed oh. to. It was supposed to be a flight thing, but then it got lost, and a lot of people think it time traveled, or they sent it somewhere else. Nice. Anyway, that's a whole other conspiracy. That. Yeah, that's cool. Can I? <laughs> One more. They also talk about a lot of urban legends, which I also thought was cool because that was another show I used to watch a lot. I think oh, it came out way after, but there's a show called Urban Legends. But they do talk about a lot of urban legends. Like there's an episode about uh, werewolves and a few other ones I can't think of right now. So I really liked it because they played into such a broad sci-fi subject. Like they, every episode could be standalone like there's so many things that they cover in all those seasons that are just so random and so like weird and we'll talk about a few in a minute but then the underlying storyline continues throughout the whole season like Mulder and Scully's relationship and why the X-Files is important and why they're looking these things up (laughs) but did they talk about man bear pig (laughs) no but they talk about some other things and I will talk about government's trying to cover it up (sighs) It's time we got Actually, cereal. I have one last thing, and then we'll talk it's about the stories and the stuff. <laughs> now that the X-Files is over, the Smithsonian Nas- National Museum of American History is now home to all of the important items from the show, including Mulder and Scully's badge, the original <clears throat> script, the I Want to Believe poster, and a few more things, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, like they replicated his office. I yeah, think. basically for the museum. So it's a little like that dirty. Yeah, the basement and cellar. cellar (laughs) Uh, Well, what's funny is like that's one of the last remaining posters that they actually use in the show because they kept stealing them. Oh yeah, yeah. people kept taking the posters. Oh, they're in people's houses for sure. (laughs) They're in Anderson's house. They're in Duchovny's house. Probably. They're in Jack Black's house. Duchovny doesn't believe. Remember? Yeah, that's true. Duchovny believes in money. (laughs) um um so i was gonna ask you before i go into mine but like what do you guys remember most about the x-files or tell your x-files story go ahead thomas (laughs) since thomas only saw one episode i forgot to make up a good story 
what I was saying was, I don't know if, how much he did this with the X-Files, but this is one of those shows that was on every single night in my bedroom. And the few times that Thomas would come in and be like, hey, you want to hang out? Or can I sleep in your room? That's what he sounded like as a yeah. kid? Yeah. And no, then no. he would walk hey. I really hit maturity and then got this beautiful, deep, <laughs> soothing voice of a generation. Oh, boy. Um, so yeah, he would of come in my decade. room and ask me oh. some shit like that and then look at my TV and see either X-Files or Child's Play or any of the other oh, crazy nope. gremlins horror story things and be like, nope, I'm going back to my room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't... <laughs> I was I was worried about this last night watching this at home alone while my wife worked. So I turned on another light and turned the volume down a little bit and then I was able to make it through. I always feel like somebody's standing behind me when I watch these things. You know, that's not the point. The point is my story with this is not a story at all. I have two facts about X Files. Alright. One, my mother in law is a huge fan. So I've seen the box set. Which is more than anything I've ever seen of X-Files. And then two, I do remember Exhibit being in the X-Files movie. But I don't remember if I actually saw the movie. But I remember Exhibit was in it as like a serious person. And it it just, maybe that's why I didn't watch it. Because I was like, what the fuck? What is this guy? Who's who's right is this guy Piven in this movie? He also made music. I didn't watch X-Files as a kid. I knew about it. And obviously that the whole, like, I want to believe thing was, was definitely a catchphrase. I was telling her that I remember it from, uh, from small soldiers. Like that's how they meet the boy and the girl in small soldiers. It was like, she asked him like, Oh, do you watch this? And he was like, ah, actually I'm more of an X-Files kind of guy. And she's like, Oh, the truth is out there. So I'm just like, the fuck, what are you talking about? Is there, are there two camps? Is there like, you're, you're an X-File person or you're a blank person? I don't think so. Well, I don't think there's anything else to really. I would go imagine, from that. a campaign standpoint, they would want to, they would want you to d- divide that. Like, yeah, you're either for it or you're or you're not for it. You either believe or you don't well, believe. Well, no, is like there another time. property? Is yeah. like you're you're either a Star Wars or a Star Trek person. That's what you mean. No, there was no, nothing. There was nothing else. But I, mean, I will talk. Apparently, about they launched a whole fucking channel off this shit. I mean, so. it wasn't off of this. It was just this, the first most what? popular show. <laughs> Okay, well, I want to talk about a few episodes. So, one of the episodes I remember the most, and not even for everything that happens in the episode, but there's one called The Host, Mm -hmm. and it's this, like, sewer monster. But it's... They never really explain all of it, which is the other thing about the X-Files, is a lot of these cases are unsolved. Um, And it's this thing that they find in the sewer... It looks like a human, except for his face, and it, the face looks like a lamprey or like a cookie cutter shark. Do you know what a lamprey is? Do you no. know what a cookie cutter or a shark cookie is? cookie cutter shark. Do you know what You a... have me at cookie. Shit, what's the other thing? A leech. <laughs> what? Oh, boy. Well, a leechy, those face, little jelly things They that have a eat. mouth that's oh, not a leechy. Oh, <laughs> it looks like a leechy. Wait, like a, like a leech leech? It's cute. Yes. They're called cookie cutter sharks? No, a cookie cutter shark is another animal that has the same facial structure. <laughs> so is, anyway, is the point really of this called monster. A cookie cutter shark? Yes. Because when it bites, it doesn't leave like like these kind of teeth marks. It leaves this perfect circle, which is what lampreys and leeches and all those things do. He's looking this. I know he is. Um 
anyways. The face of this swamp monster is this big circle mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas's face was just very funny. Go ahead. If you start singing Baby Shark, I'm going to fucking punch you. <laughs> this is an ugly ass shark. It is ugly. Well, anyway, so this swamp monster, like I said, it's it's a human body, but all white, like pale, pale white. Like it's been in the sewers forever. But its face is just this giant mouth, like this giant circle mouth. And it fucking stuck with me. And it wasn't that it was even that creepy, but I don't know. I guess I don't like sewers and the idea of things coming out of the sewer or the toilet. I've never liked that. It freaks me out. So this one stuck with me. Another one that I remembered through like not watching this for 10 years and then going back and watching more was one called Darkness. I think this one had a cool idea to it too. And that's why I remembered is it's about a group of like loggers who are going into the forest and cutting down trees and they end up cutting into this tree that has these insects from like prehistoric dinosaur age. And they uh, basically start killing people. They start swarming and they like cover whole bodies in these cocoons and webs and it's these fucking bugs that were around like i said prehistoric times and they got released because fucking loggers went to cut down trees and i remember that because that was just like it was a cool idea to think like yeah we can uncover some fucked up shit probably if we keep cutting down shit and digging into places we're not supposed to and then it was just creepy to have all these bugs it's nice that they would go back and forth between like sure like hey we're gonna give you aliens but Mm -hmm. we're also gonna give you a bunch of other stories Mm -hmm. where there is a scientific explanation for this um yeah so this well did you you want to finish that thought no that was it on that one i have two more to talk about there's there's a show that i've tried to get joe to watch um on cbs and cbs all access what is that called lug no i said plug you're here Fucking plug in CBS All Access. Oh, yeah. Plug in CBS. Give us some money. Uh, <laughs> CBS, give us some money. We got 34 followers on Instagram. <laughs> but 225 downloads, bitch. Um, what is that? Uh, evil. Yeah. Yeah. Evil with um, Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And then an awesome that. woman. I forget. Um, right? Yeah. That's the one we're watching. Oh, you are watching? Yeah. The Priest. With the priest, yeah, yeah, he's the priest. Yeah, we watched it. Awesome. Um, that that's what this started to remind me of as we yeah. got toward the end of the first episode yeah. of X Files. I was like, oh shit, is this whole show gonna be about? Is this actually mm-hmm. aliens, or, or is it actually oh, like X-Files. the government, mm-hmm. or yeah, like an yeah. evil? <laughs> is it possession, or is it mm-hmm. just like true Psycho. science that they're proving? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that had me thinking for a little bit. I was like, oh shit, maybe this is worth watching. And well, then it's funny Duke that he said something else. And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I don't think so. So it's pretty cool how that formula uh, works. And I mean, I don't know if they originated it, but like, this is the first time I really kind of saw that that in tangent where it's like mm-hmm. one is yes, one is no, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well, let's go figure it out. Yep, yeah. and they could both be true still. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I really do like X Files for that reason. And if you can get through the bad acting and the stupidity and the lameness of the 90s it's so worth it because there's so many things that come up so there's another episode that i also really liked because they do call back to old episodes at times and this is one of them is there is the first episode where this guy comes up was called squeeze and it's this guy who i guess in a sense is a contortionist but he's really not he's more like an alien or they don't say he's an alien but 
they write it off more like he's a contortionist because he can squeeze into really small places and he was going and killing people by squeezing through their air conditioning vents and getting into their houses and Thomas would have definitely flipped yeah. out. If he <laughs> um, yeah, you can't watch this show. But um, I hate contortion. the thing about it was he was, I think it was like threes, like three deaths would happen the same way and then it wouldn't happen for like 40 years and then it would do it again, like three deaths and then nothing for 40 years. So it was this guy and they end up catching him and like locking him up in prison. And when they lock him up, they realize that he's like making himself a cocoon out of like newspapers and things that they're giving him. And the reason he has to kill people is to eat their internal organs because it gives him enough sustenance to last 40 years or whatever without it. So anyways, then he comes back. I know. (laughs) He comes back in a later episode. It's his name. And now I can't think of the guy's name. The guy that was Squeeze. Well, whatever his name is in this episode, um, he comes back later and it's because he liked certain, like he had this, um, he wouldn't just pick anyone off the street. He had to smell something in you that said your body or your organs or what I need. So one of the people he locks onto is Scully and he tries to kill her in that first season or episode that he comes in and they catch him and lock him up. And then when he gets out, or escapes or whatever it is that happens, he comes back after her and tries to kill her again. And so it's like a big thing, and I can't think of his name. But this one, and this is what I want to say, is this episode aired September 24th, 1993, and this was one of the ones written by James Wong. (laughs) And it's one of the ones I remember the most. The last one I want to talk about is the only episode that was banned from TV. In China? From everywhere. Damn, um, it was not allowed to be re-aired, and they're still not allowed to re-air it today, so they always skip over that one. I think you can only find it if you have like the DVDs or whatever. Or now, maybe online. We didn't even check. It was in season four. It was an episode called Home. This one got banned because it had more, I wouldn't say real life, but like not aliens, not conspiracies, not urban legends. It was grounded in... Some fucked up, true American horror shit. And it was a family from Pennsylvania um, that was like an inbred family. And they had, uh, when they're doing this investigation, they end up finding a dead baby at one point. They find that the mother has been sleeping with all her children to recreate these inbred things. Um, But it's, no, it's not the, well, it's the mother, yes. But the boys had locked up the mother. Oh, God damn. Yeah, and uh, so it's this fucked up shit. And then one of the inbreds is a paraplegic, and they keep him under the bed. So while they're investigating and they, they keep hearing these noises, they pull out like the understory of the bed, and it's this quadriplegic, just a body, and he's like all fucked up, like making noises, and they're like, what the fuck? So they touch on some really fucked up shit. Like, yeah, and I think they, at, with the boys, the two sons that were doing all this, I want to say when they get caught, they even kill the mom and kill the quadriplegic and try to run. And I don't remember if they get away, but it's it's pretty fucked up. And it was it was banned <laughs> for all those reasons. So that's where uh, X-Files draws the line. Apparently. I can, uh, Can't talk about inbred. Mommy fucking inbreds, man. <laughs> the other thing I want to say about this one that I thought was really cool, because I do remember this episode, too. It was pretty fucked up. Um, it was actually inspired by Charlie Chaplin's autobiography um, because he, I guess, was a foster kid or something, but he had stayed with a family that had a quadriplegic relative that they kept under the bed Fuck. in real life. 
I thought that was crazy. I did not know that. I remember the episode. I knew it was banned. I knew it was a whole big thing. I did not know it was based off of Charlie Chaplin in real life. It's funny now, the year 2020, going back and seeing these, and this is now, what, damn near 30 years later? And you see the, the conflicts that they're having in these episodes, and then you just turn on the news today, and it's like, oh, that's great. The same shit is still going on. Yeah. What is this magical disease that they're trying to fight, and, and the government secretly doing this and that, and it's just like, that's, that's everything that's going on outside right mm-hmm. now. Well, that was a big part of the revival. I mean, they do have a big following um, for the X-Files, and I'm sure many people wanted it to come back the same way. We want friends to come back. But Um, the mm. revival, trust me, the revival did touch on a lot of things that never really got solved. One of them, well, one of the things I won't even talk about what didn't get solved was like they do play it to this day and age whenever I said it came out, what, 2016? Um, and one of the guys is a like YouTube news guy and he's out to like fuck the government and he's broadcasting all these things and they end up working with him a little bit to get out the truth and uh, whatever because he's not filtered and stuff by government broadcast networks and stuff. And then he obviously gets like a hit on him and blah, blah, blah. So it's they play to a lot of it and show how, yeah, all this shit that we used to do back then is still here because we never got to talk about it. Look what they did. They closed it. They closed the X-Files. They didn't let us report the truth, and now we're all still going through it. Crazy shit. And like I said, they wrap it up pretty well because I also didn't like the idea of all of them being left alive, even though a lot of people like their happy endings. I did not think this would work. Like There was too much that for them to be left alive. Who? Who's left uh, alive? I didn't think anyone should be. Um, in the end, I want to say Scully and Mulder are alive, and they kill off a lot of other people. Hmm. Um, which I thought, like I said, all of them probably should have been killed off. Because in reality, if you have that much government intel and you're running around telling people they're gonna whack you, so I like that they kind of did come back to that in the new ones. Um, they also talk about which. This is the other thing I was gonna say is. I guess I've always liked this, and it makes a lot of sense to my life now, is I like the platonic relationships in characters. And Mulder and Scully were one of the first big ones. Like, you can't actually tell. Are they dating? Do they like each other? Do they not like each other? Are they ever going to get together? Because they have this perfect chemistry, and they work together, and obviously they have no relationships outside of work because they never do anything but work. So you think that through the original, for sure, the first five in the first movie, and then later on they start to play with that a little more, and then they do kind of wrap it up again in the newer series, which I did like because it was still one of those very unanswered questions. It's It goes like that forever. They never show them together. Do and they have a kid? Well, I was getting to that. It's, oh. Yes, they never show them together. They never say they're together. And another big thing though in the show is her character believes in god and believes in religion and all that so she plays into a lot of episodes not just with science but with like faith and um one of the things that they play on is she does she has two kids kind of um one of them is very much like supposed to be oh you got abducted by aliens and they put this kid with you kind of thing and that kid ends up getting taken away by the aliens again, which might not be aliens. It might be the government. But yeah, but they never really say like, hey, these her. guys got together. So, And they never show anything. 
So you assume it's either some merry shit God put this kid into or the aliens put this kid into you. <clears throat> but then in the new revival, they do say, like, Mulder and Scully had gotten together. They never show anything. But they did have a kid together. And the reason you never saw this kid is because as soon as she had the baby, she sent him away. Like, they gave him to a foster family. Yeah. They didn't want anything to do with the kid because they knew that they were their lives were being threatened and people were out to kill them. So they basically changed that kid's name, sent him to a foster family and said, I don't ever want to hear from you guys again. Like, take this kid and leave. And then he comes back in the revival and finds his parents, blah, blah, So it's it's interesting that they went <laughs> back and connected a lot of these things. And, um, and just a little thing for all those people that are a lot like me that want to watch more things like The X-Files, there is a show out right now called Project Blue Book, mm. which is actually really great. And it's... Um, but those are, that's a Would true. Would you stop? It oh. is not the, tr- it's the same as the X-Files. No, it's, it's not. David. Okay. Basically the same as the X-Files minus all the craziness. It's based on Project Blue Book cases, which was a real uh, government thing. Uh, and they have two agents, which makes it a lot like X-Files, because one is the scientist, one is just the guy from the military. He's in the Air Force. He's an Air Force captain. Yeah. And he's only there because he saw some shit. Project Blue Book, really good. And you can see where the X-Files did pull their truths from, I guess, Mm. because they do take a lot of these same cases and play off of them in the X-Files. Project Blue Book stays away from the crazy stuff like the urban legends, and they stick to the actual case files. Um, But it is a not real show, whatever you want to call that. So check that out if you need a new fix. And... I want to say thank you for watching the X-Files and being like me. And thanks, Amanda, for guessing again. (laughs) I can assure you that I am next to draw, and Amanda (laughs) will not guess my topic. Oh, we have a game. We do. I'm going to get into our lovely 90s trivia segment in a second here. Unless you just want David to play by himself, because it seems to be how it works. (laughs) Playing with yourself, David. No. No. Yes. All right, trivia time. Did you find some, or do you want me to pick some? I'm just going to put them random. Oh, do it random. Let's do it. Neil Young collaborated with which group on the 95 release Mirror Ball? Choices. Miramax. Wow, you're so far off of what I'm talking about. (laughs) Smashing Pumpkins, Pearl Jam, or Sonic Youth? Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Yes. Damn, Thomas got it quick. Hey, he's just guessing. Do you know who Neil Young is? No. Oh, I'm not going to give you the choices for this one because you would guys you? should know. <laughs> okay. Is he related to Steve Young? <laughs> what movie did Billy Idol star in as himself along with Adam Sandler in 98? The Wedding Singer. Yes. <laughs> what the hell is a Billy Idol? He's a singer. Oh, and this it's a bad is a fucking music podcast? What soda drink ad promoted the slogan, up yours? Think about soft Seven drinks. Up. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Context clues, baby. Exactly. You I was going to say. Guess what? Out of the three of us, I wasn't in gifted classes. Boom. <laughs> what talk show became popular in the 1990s? Jerry Springer. <laughs> roasted. Boom roasted. In the 90s? Didn't even was finish <laughs> my thing. Thomas, get this one, please. What was the real name of the Mari. TV you're not as good as david stop trying let me finish um, steve wilco show we're done we're off that subject oh, okay 
What was the real name of TV's The Crocodile Hunter? Damn, Dom, as you suck at life, David. The cro- oh. Holy shit. He's you having that moment. It's the Jeff pressure. Irwin? It's the pressure. Steve Irwin. Steve there Irwin. You go. Steve Irwin. It's the pressure that gets to me. See, I know. That's why I was never a good baseball player. Johnny Depp. Last one. The rhino that helps Donkey Kong in Diddy in Donkey Kong Country is named the no. rhino's name. This is a cool Ryan. question. No, <laughs> that would kind of make sense. Ricky. No. Does it start with an R? Yes. Rudy. You won't get it. <laughs> Randolph. It's African sounding. Raja. <laughs> Think Africa and a deer in a popular Disney movie. Red deer. Ramby. Romby. Rody. Ramby. <laughs> It's Ramby. You said it in one of your little rants. It's Ramby. Ramby. And I will stop at that for now. Thanks for listening to another episode of We the 90s. Uh, You can reach us, and we encourage you to reach us on our social media pages uh, on Instagram, we underscore the 90s, on Twitter, we underscore 90s, and on Facebook, find our Facebook page, we the 90s. Um, and then you can also email us. We, what is that one? We the 90s dot podcast at yes. gmail.com. Find us on Patreon. You can support the show and also get a little bit more content out of us and uh, some things that you want to hear by supporting the show on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash we the 90s, I believe. It might be more than that. Um, I wanted to reach out to what I think are our consistent listeners. I tried to go back and look at like what cities um, show up on every episode. Dover, New Jersey, if you're a listener, if this is the same listener of all three episodes from Dover, New Jersey, please reach out to us. Send us a direct message on Instagram. Yep, email, yeah, Twitter, Facebooks. Uh, I believe we often have a listener from Russia, I believe from Moscow, who Ooh. listens to multiple episodes. Give us back Hopper. Yeah, give us back Hopper, man. We, we've back. seen him already. God Jesus. Damn it, wrong podcast. Son of a bitch. Oh, yo. Oh, damn it. All right. I'll, I'll plug it after this. Uh, Loveland, Colorado, I believe. Remember we said that name mm-hmm. before. I believe Loveland, Colorado shows up a little bit. Um, Brandon, Manitoba. Uh, and then Chicago, Illinois. Sometimes we get one listen from Chicago. Sometimes we get three listens from Chicago. We got a listener from Iran this time. That's cool. Uh, we got two listeners from Thailand this time. From oh. Bangkok, I believe. Yeah, two listeners from Bangkok or the same listener from Bangkok. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, if if you are one of those followers, um, I guess also if you are our parents um, or cousins and you want to reach out, go ahead and reach out. Dope. What else do we have? That's it. We'll catch you in two weeks, um, March 24th. March 24th with a topic from David L. Stuntman, which is, what's the topic? We need some I'm going to give everybody no, a verbal hint right now. Ooh, let's get a verbal hint. We need new listeners to The topic this. is pictured in this very room. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Joe, say a 90s thing. Peace out. You say something else. Fat. <laughs> oh, let's do what the noise. Can we get the noise from AOL when you sign off? All right, we're done. <laughs>